This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. It's the first time in Boomsies history that we're doing a post game show. Boomsies! This guy. Welcome to Boomsies. Following the Blue Jays' first game of their wild card series against the Minnesota Twins. In Minnesota, beautiful ballpark. It's a best two out of three. Do not like that format better than a one-game uh, one game playoff. Still would like a best three out of five especially if you're this year's Toronto Blue Jays because the Jays lost game one. Three to one. That's about all we've got for the Blue Jays post-game show on Booms. Oh, what's that? We've got to do more? Okay. Well, if you saw the game, took a while for the Jays to get a hit, didn't get their first hit till the fourth. And if you were to sum it up, Say you're talking to your neighbor. Say you're talking to your mom. Say you're talking to your kids. And they say, what went wrong? Two pitches. That's all it was. Two pitches is what did in the Toronto Blue Jays because of Royce Lewis. A man that had not played since mid-September. He's put back on the roster for the playoffs because he was injured. After Dan Schulman and Buck Martinez were talking about how this man gets back into game shape and his timing comes back immediately. As soon as Buck Martinez finished that sentence, Royce Lewis hit a two-run shot of Kevin Gosman in the first. And it was a rope to left. His second time up hits a solo shot. And Royce Lewis becomes only the third player in baseball history to hit two home runs in his first two postseason plate appearances. And that right there in a nutshell is what happened to the Jays. Royce Lewis responsible for all three runs that the Twins scored. There was a moment in the fourth inning. If you were to 
maybe sum up the Jays' season in one play, it would have been Bo Bichette. There's two outs. There's a play at third in which Bo Bichette, if he stays at third base, they've got the bases loaded with two out. Again, they've been struggling to get hits up until this point, but they had something cooking. They would have the bases loaded, two outs. And I'm giving Bo Bichette the benefit of the doubt. He's like, we are struggling. We need something. So he runs through the stop sign at third. And he says, I'm going to chance this. It's not even close. He's thrown out uh, at home, inning over. So you're left with what could have been. Bo Bichette then, and a few innings later, scored the Blue Jays' only run of the game. But you have to give credit to the man for... I know he's being eviscerated. I, I, I always, after plays like that, I jump online. I'm like, okay, what's, what's everyone's take on this? It was not a good take. Well, everyone's take was, that was not a good decision by Bo Bichette. You could have the bases loaded and give your chance, give your team a chance to tie this thing up. Instead, you end the inning by making an ill-advised run home. But you can't place all the blame on Bo Bichette. He did have two hits in the game. He at least showed up. Kevin Gosman was yanked early. Did not have any effect on the outcome. All three runs were gotten off of him. So everything was... Let's sip, everybody. Was managed effectively by John Schneider. It's just tough to win a game when you only score one run. And let's just check uh, my, my betting slip for this game. The over was seven and a half. And if you're a regular listener of Boomsies, you know I'm never taking that under. And I took the Blue Jays to win. So final score was 3-1. So three plus one, that's four. That over didn't hit. And the Twins won. So I did not hit either legs of that parlay. My favorite moment of the game, if you watched on uh, Sportsnet, was when they came back from one commercial and they showed this young little kid, this young little whippersnapper with his little Blue Jays jersey on and his mom's trying to put his hat on his big head. She's struggling. She's struggling to get that hat on there. Kid's like, I, I want nothing to do with this hat. And then the joy that comes onto his face and the camera stayed on him. And if there was a highlight for the Blue Jays, it was that kid. He was the uh, the Detroit Red Wings kid. That was the talk of the NHL. If you saw the Wings video, so they show the, uh, the crowd shots and, and they show this one kid. Place goes nuts. He's kind of got a bewildered, confused look. They cut to other fans. They start booing. Go back to the kid. They go nuts. And then I believe the Detroit Red Wings used that same kid for their schedule release video. Brilliant. 
Now, the Jays just need that little young whippersnapper that was at that game in Minnesota to give them a pep talk. Because this is a quick series. Hey, you got game two Wednesday. I don't think I need to remind you, but if the Jays lose that, it's uh, bye-bye, this season over. So you have to have a, a short memory in a best two out of three. Jose Barrios is listed as the Blue Jays starter in game two. And Barrios will be going, uh, he's going against. Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray. Yeah. Uh, Sonny Gray is, <laughs> hey, uh, you'd be lying if you, if you don't agree with me here. But uh, at least six of the twins that were on the broadcast. I'm like, who, who's this guy now? We don't watch a lot of Minnesota Twins baseball up here in Canada. And since I'm not doing highlights anymore, I'm not seeing a lot of uh, Minnesota Twins highlight packs with the volume on. But I do know Sonny Gray, who takes to the hill against the Blue Jays in game two. Uh Andrew Zwarich was busy doing work. He had to watch the game on mute. We will not. Uh, sorry. People can say, who the hell's that guy? Zed Money. Sorry, I, I gave his real name. That's a faux pas on my part. Uh, we're taping at a time I'm not used to. This is usually when I'm in bed. But that's no excuse to make a flub like that. So I will not go to Zed Money for his instant analysis. Instead, we'll go to maybe one of the greatest Blue Jays super fans of all time, producer Tim. Tim, your takeaway from game one, a Blue Jays loss to Minnesota. Yeah, saw that coming. Uh, you know, same problem they've had all year long. They couldn't hit, and then when they did hit, they couldn't really string anything together. If you can't score. <laughs> you can't win. It's it's cra- I know it sounds crazy. Um, I also thought it was, you know, before games like this, before playoff series, all everyone's talking about the matchups and what the pitching matchups are and, you know, giving their opinions on how the it's going to work out. Usually it's, you know, a lot of stuff is wrong and some of, a little bit of it is right. But they nailed what happened with Gosman. I mean, they said the Twins don't swing at the splitter. And if they don't swing at the splitter, that's a big problem for Gosman. It misses out of the zone. And he misses out of the zone. That's, a, it, it, that's how he got all those strikeouts this year. There's people not knowing if it was a fastball coming low or if it was a, a splitter. And the Twins weren't biting. And it you could see... It rattled him. Like after the first inning, you know, he started mouthing off to the umpire, but the strike strike zone. And I was like, I didn't remember a single call that was bad, let alone egregious. I don't know what he was complaining about. And when he gets like that, you know, he's he's a little rattled. So that that wasn't good. Uh, there what was, do you th- and the strike zone was a bit loose, by the way, for both teams because the Jays. Um, had a ball called against them in which the ball was directly down the middle of the plate. Yeah, it was so both teams can complain. Kirk. So it was there was missed calls for both teams. Yeah, yeah. The umpiring has been equally bad all around Major League Baseball this year. It's been brutal. Uh, what do you think, Dan, about going with Barrios instead of uh, Bassett tomorrow? 
I was kind of baffled by that. I'm not, uh, I shouldn't say I'm not a fan of Barrios, but I definitely would not start him in a, a winner take all, not a winner, a win or go home game. Because it's a must-win game. Could be their final game of the season. Brios is the last person that I would start in that game. Um, there was uh, Matt Chapman did come very close. He came within five feet of tying the game for the Toronto Blue Jays. He hit one to the track and to the wall, but not out. Um, earlier in the game, Vladdy Guerrero hit one to right. Uh, it made it to the warning track as well, and I was watching uh, the the game at uh, my good friend Brian Bickle's house because he made some smoked ribs with some mac and cheese and some Caesar salad. I I at first said, Bixie, I can't make it. He said, Toolsy, I smoked some ribs. I said, you had me at ribs. So I made the, the long six-minute drive over to Bixie's and watching there with... Uh, uh, Bixie and some of our friends, and I won't name uh, names in this, but Vladdy Guerrero, when when he lined out to right to the warning track, our friend said, hey, he hit it exactly where that other guy hit the home run. I said, uh, no, because his was 50 feet further and 20 feet higher. So I don't know if he thought the fix was in on the, or, or uh, Royce Lewis had a jet stream for his ball, but that ball was hit to the same field. Correct. And that was the only similarity. Um, when you get deep into that Blue Jays lineup, there used to be fear. One through nine, you're like, okay, this guy can crack it open. There's a lot of question marks on that team, or maybe they're just not playing with the, the confidence. Like Varsho came to this team. They said, this guy's guaranteed 25 home runs. Um, that didn't materialize, and he's hitting ninth on this team and then was pinch hit for uh, by Whit Mirfield late in the game. Um, it just doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. If I'm facing the Toronto Blue Jays lineup as a pitcher, I am not filled with fear as I would have been in the Jose Batista years. And then if you harken back to the World Series years, obviously, uh, those were potent lineups. Tim, do you get the same sense of that? Plate appearance after plate appearance for the Blue Jays. I'm like, yeah, this isn't the guy. He's not going to get the job done. Am I alone on this island in my in my thoughts on the Blue Jays batting order? And again, it's the team that management has given them. It's no offense to the players or the management or uh, the players uh, or the coaching staff. It's just, that's the players they've been given. Yeah. I mean, look, regardless of how well Varsho and Chapman played in the last couple of weeks, this whole season, I mean, Chapman was, you know, all world in April player of the month, and then did nothing for the rest of the season. It was crazy. He hit 240 this season. He only He's, had 54 RBI. Yeah, 240. And that was after like tearing the cover off the ball for the first month. So how bad has it been since? And then Varsho's just struggled the whole season. He's, yeah, you know, he hit 220. Hit Chap 20 up. Chapman's like senior rally killer this year. Like It took them long enough to drop him down to eighth. I mean, my goodness. 
but you're right. If Matt like, Chapman's stare could be harnessed and put into his bat because he has one of those stares in which he looks like a man possessed. I mean, yeah, doesn't translate into hits though. Honestly, no, it doesn't, like, I, Tim. I think I think Chapman. Is, I'm pretty sure Chapman's a free agent after this season. And I am totally okay with them letting him go after two seasons of that. I don't care how good he is defensively. That that you can't have your third baseman hitting that poorly. It's just you can't happen. Here's what you do, Tim, for next year if that happens. You get Joey Votto. He's your first baseman. Move Vladdy over to third. Remember, Vladdy used to play third. Yeah, there's a reason why they moved him from third, though. Yeah, but hey, he wasn't he's very more good. mature now. He's, no. a, he's a seasoned MLB vet. No. 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 He should be playing first. That's it. Uh, by the way, if you're looking at uh, history for the Minnesota Twins, uh, this was their first playoff win in 6,930 days. It was the longest drought in Major League Baseball history for days in between playoff wins. So if there's a fan base that deserved a win, it was the Minnesota Twins. I did love their Twin Cities home whites. Clean, crisp, to the point. I did like those uh, jerseys, and I do love that ballpark. Anyone I know that's visited said it's a it's a good Major League Baseball park, as opposed to what uh, the Toronto Blue Jays have in downtown Toronto. Uh, Tim, I don't mean to um, harp on the Blue Jays' loony dog days, but I did get a, an email from someone who attended the last Blue Jays' loony dog day. Can I read their recap? I know I, I know you don't like me harping on these things, but it is a reoccurring theme, and I think it should be uh I think it should be addressed. So here was uh the person who attended this. Uh good news, they didn't run out of mustard or ketchup. But again, this is from a, a viewer or a listener. But I'm pretty sure they served the wieners straight out of the package without warming them up. And the hot dog buns had hard white crusting on the bottom like they were left over from the last Looney Dog Day. But my buddy brought in two eight packs of buns and managed to bring in some cut up onions, banana peppers and sliced olives. So uh, a note to you Blue Jay fans for next season. When there's a loony hot dog night, you bring your own buns and condiments and it turns everything around. I'm okay with uh, the bad. I'm okay with the bad hot dogs. If they would just sink all that hot dog money into a power hater for next year. Okay, Tim, who do you uh, have on deck? Who are the Jays? We shouldn't throw in the towel. This is one game. They win tomorrow. Then it's a winner. Take all game three season is not over. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. I, I'm amped up. I'm ready for tomorrow. Uh, the, the first game jitters out of the way. We have a, a new lease on life. One I think, game. That's all I mean, you need. One if win. Bur- if Barrios 
you know, harnesses some of that Minnesota energy from, you know, his days there and goes out and wants to show the fans he's still good. And he harnesses that and throws a gem. I mean, they've got a shot. But, you know, I feel like if they if he lets more than two runs in, they got a problem. The takeaway, if I'm John Schneider, you draw on the positives for your team going into game two. Positives? Twins only had five hits. One guy was responsible for all three runs. If you shut down Royce Lewis, the Twins essentially are shut down in that game. They only finished with three hits as uh, Lewis had two home runs. I believe he had a walk as well. Um, the Blue Jays' bullpen was great. No damage done to the pen. Starting pitching was fine, but as producer Tim pointed out, Kevin Gosman was not getting the calls that he wanted. But hey, he only allowed three runs. Those are the positives. The bats came alive after the fourth. Warning track power. Matt Chapman, the problem with his warning track power was he hit it to the deepest part of the park. And take away one, I wouldn't call it a base running blunder. But if you just take away one moment of base running aggressiveness in which you run through a stop sign. It's an entire di- entirely different situation. Although the Jays could have had the bases loaded and they still popped out. Nothing is it's a, guaranteed. It's a, it's a blunder, You have Dan. bases loaded, two out. Yes, Tim? Saying you can go ahead and call it a blunder. It was a blunder. A blunder would be getting caught in a rundown. I just call it aggressive base running. That goes against everything that your team was telling you not to do. So (laughs) that's a tough one to go back into the dugout. Because the the coaches don't want to say, you saw the stop sign was up, right? Because he's thinking, if I'm safe, we got a whole whole new game. Momentum has shifted towards the Jays. We're firing. We've got two on, two out. Run in, we're only down by two. A single puts us within one. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. I like the aggressiveness, just not at that time. Pick your spots, Bo. And he was the Blue Jays' best player in that game. So, chin, chin up, Blue Jays fans. You're in the postseason. I don't know where you live in this beautiful country of ours, but it was 25 degrees where I am today. I remember as a kid, and I listened to the, the, uh, the end of the eighth on the radio, driving home from Bixie so I could be here to do the postgame show. And I think back to, to when I would be in the car listening to games. It's a it's not a lost art. It's just a the appreciation for it has dwindled as our society has changed. But when I would listen to Tom Cheek and Jerry Howarth on the call, 
I remember at one point being at a family function in a church in which I skipped out of it. I told my parents, I'm like, I got to, I'm going to listen to the game. And I went out to listen to the game on the radio. And just picturing that with the crispness in the air and then going home and playing catch with your friends. Oh, there's nothing like fall baseball. I just hope the Blue Jays can play more than two games of it. No pressure, Jose Barrios. They will sleep well tonight. They aren't going to bed at 10, 11 o'clock at night because that's when they would be getting back to their hotel rooms after a 7 o'clock start. There's no excuses. One game changes everything. One game for the Jays, and then it's a winner-take-all game three. Tim, are we uh, doing a show after uh, game number two as well? I think we should. Oh, let's do it. We'll be back for Boomsies after game number two. We'll see you then. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozy. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.